Hello and welcome to Stories Mother Told. Today's story is from the ethnic Ibibio people who inhabit Cross River State in Nigeria. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Let me take you back to Africa. Today's story is titled, How to Pay Off a Death. Once upon a time, there was a hunter named Ifyong who lived all alone in the forest. He was such a good hunter that he became very rich and was renowned throughout the area. He had only one dear friend named Okun who lived on the other side of the forest. However, Ifyong did have one serious fault. All that he earned, and he earned a lot, he wasted on expensive food and drink. He bought whatever appealed to him. Spending and spending without ever putting anything aside, he finally found himself in poverty. And not only that, but his success as a hunter seemed to be on the decline because he couldn't manage to catch anything anymore, not even small game. Day after day, Efion grew poorer and poorer until he didn't even have the means to eat. So swallowing his pride, he crossed the forest to go and see his friend Okun. Okun, he said. I have been reduced to poverty, and I just don't know how to go on. You're my friend, Okun. Can you please give me a loan? Ah, it's pleasure, replied Okun. Take these 200 coins. Pay me back when you can. Thank you so much for your generosity, Efyong replied to his friend. Come and see me in a week. I will pay off my debt, and we will go hunting together. Okun accepted the invitation, and the two friends said goodbye. Sometime before this, Efyong had made friends with a leopard and a cat that he had spared during a hunt. More recently, he had entered into a friendly relationship with a rooster and the goats on a farm where he had taken shelter during a violent thunderstorm. The next morning, Efyong went to see the leopard and also asked him for a loan of 200 coins. Come and get them back in a week, said the hunter, when he had the coins in his pocket. And if you don't find me at home, Make yourself comfortable. Go on in and eat whatever is there. Then Efyong went to see the goat and asked for and got 200 coins from her too. He made her the same deal and went away richer than he had arrived. The wild cat and rooster were also honored with a visit and were given the same exact promise. Come to my house in a week and if I'm not there, make yourself comfortable. The week passed and the day arrived when the hunter had to settle his accounts. Efion got up while it was still dark, scattered a few handful of grains on the floor, and then left the house. The sun began to come up, and the rooster crowed. After he crowed, he remembered the debt he was owed, and he went to the hunter's house. He went in, but the house was empty. He thought about coming back later, but then he decided to wait for Efion. As he was wandering around the house, He saw the grain on the floor and remembered Efyong's invitation, so he began to peck. A little while later, the wild cat also arrived. He went in and saw that there was nobody there. But he remembered what Efyong had said to him, so he looked around for some food, just enough for a little snack. When he saw the rooster, he stalked him ever so quietly, was on him in a flash, and gulped him down in one mouthful. At that moment, the goat arrived. Seeing that nobody was there, she too had a look around to see if she could find something to eat. She saw the cat licking his chops, 
quite pleased with the fine snack he had just had. She lowered her head and charged him. In order to avoid more serious consequences, the cat jumped out the window with a single meal and hastily ran into the woods. I shall never set foot in that house again, on my honor as a cat, he thought. I will settle for the rooster as payment for my loan. In the meantime, the leopard had also drawn near the hunter's house, and he heard the goats bleating. He slowed down, set himself on his guard, opened the door a little, and saw the goat, who, ignorant of the danger, was bleating as a sign of protest at Ifyong's absence. Now, given that an opportunity of this kind does not occur very often, and because there was nobody there to see him, the leopard, also carefully and quietly, crept up on the goat, leapt on her, and devoured her in a second. By this time, the sun was already high in the sky, and Okun, having had lunch, placed his rifle on his shoulder and set out for his friend's house to get back the 200 coins that he had loaned him. As he neared the house, he heard the leopard roar. So he stopped, leveled the rifle, and very quietly drew up to the window. Seeing the leopard, he let off a shot. The poor beast fell to the ground, dead as a doornail, without even having had the satisfaction of beginning to digest the goat. At this point, in accordance with Efyong's schemes, four of his debts had been settled. The rooster had eaten the grain, the wildcat had devoured the rooster, the goat had chased off the wildcat, and the goat in its turn had served as a meal for the leopard that Okon had just killed. Now, only Okon remained to be dealt with, and as soon as the sound of the shot was lost in the forest, Efyong decided that the moment to show up had arrived. As soon as he got home, he found Okun bent over the lifeless body of the leopard. What have you done, you wretch? shouted Efyong, pretending to be horrified. But my friend, said Okun, is this how you thank me? There was a leopard in your house and I got rid of it for you. You madman! Efyong went on shouting. This leopard was a very dear friend of mine and you've killed him! Okun tried to excuse himself, explaining that he couldn't have conceived that Efyong was friends with a leopard. But Efyong didn't want to listen to his explanations, and he threatened to report Okon to the king. Then Okon got scared, because he knew that the king was not the type to overlook something like this, and he tried to calm his friend. Listen, Okon said, let's do it this way. If you forget about this whole ugly affair, I will consider your debt paid off in full, and I will give you the 200 coins as a gift. Efyong secretly rejoiced, because the goal he had set for himself was about to be attained. He still pretended to resist in order to give the impression that he was not giving in immediately. But he finally accepted Okun's proposal as partial compensation for the loss of a loved one. And then the two of them parted company for good. And if that weren't enough, Efyong also kept the leopard skin, which he took to the marketplace to sell in order to buy himself wine and food. The moral of this story is very simple. Before you lend your money, be very careful who you are giving it to. That is all for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's story. As usual, please do not forget to rate and review the podcast on iTunes and any other platforms that you do listen on as this goes a long way to help the podcast grow. If there are any stories you would like to listen to, send me an email at storiesmothertold at gmail.com or on Instagram at storiesmothertold. Do not forget to share the podcast with a friend and subscribe so you do not miss an episode. Remember, for all your black history needs, check out the website tantimo.com. 
And if you're someone who likes to listen to scary African folklore and urban legends, check out the podcast African Horror Stories. Until next week, see ya!